Hello and welcome to the Veg Grower Podcast. I'm your host, my name's Richard, and I am thrilled to have you join me today. Here on the show, we are on a mission to grow all our fruit, vegetables and herbs in our own gardens and our allotment. Now for us, gardening is not just a hobby, it's a way of life, a journey to self-sufficiency and a connection with nature. Each week, we delve into the wonderful world of plants, sharing tips, advice and stories that will inspire you on your own gardening adventure. And today, we are thinking about our winter vegetables. It may seem balmy, but there's a very good reason for it. But first, let's head down to the allotment. It's Saturday the 27th of May 2023 today and I am down on my allotment. It's a beautifully warm day today, almost too hot to be honest. I've been down here this morning, I knew it was going to be warm so I got down here quite early. Now I should start that during the week of course, as you probably expected me to say, I have been down here on the allotment and I've been carrying out the weeding, the watering, keeping on top of everything which is great and I I keep saying that doing this little and often really does make a huge difference and makes the allotment so much easier to handle and such a pleasure. So (laughs) I keep saying this I know but one tip I have got to share is little and often is the way forward. Now added to that, while I was weeding out the potato bed, I accidentally pulled up a couple of new potatoes, which we took home, cooked up, and they were lovely. They were an accident. They were very small, so they're not quite ready. We've got no flowers on our potatoes as of yet, so they're not quite ready, but it's not going to be long. Not going to be long at all until we start harvesting some of those delicious potatoes. I've also continued harvesting broad beans. We're getting quite a few of those at the moment. And asparagus, although the asparagus season is coming to an end, if I'm honest. When I harvest asparagus, I like to harvest the stalks when they are quite thick. When they start looking like they're going a bit too thin, I stop harvesting them. And... Just for me, the sign that they are starting to get weak is that the stems, the stalks, are go a bit thin. So that's when I stop. And I don't mind that. You know, we've had a good lot of our asparagus this year. Would have been better if we had less weeds. But I don't mind that. Eventually, we're going to add some new asparagus crowns and a new asparagus bread. Either here or at home. Now that brings me down to what have I been up to today. So what I've done today is I've brought down a load of plants that I wanted to get planted. Now I've got a rule that I'm doing this year is that most of my food I want to be growing at home or as much food as I possibly can at home. But anything left over comes down to the allotment. So I've brought down with me today some of my runner beans and some French beans and some sweet corn. These aren't going to be growing at home. We've got enough at home to grow which I'm going to get planted out this weekend. More on that later on. But down here, I've planted out all the runner beans around the frames. One of my frames actually collapsed on me while I was doing it, so I had to sort that out. But I planted out these bean plants, gave them a really good watering in, and encouraged them to start wrapping around the frame in order that they will continue. This is obviously something that we're going to have to keep an eye on, keep them well watered. I'm going to have to come down here on a daily basis and water these plants to get them established. And then the sweet corn. Uh, What I've done with the sweet corn is I've gone over to the new bed in which I've just laid cardboard. And what I've done, I've just taken my trowel and I've planted the sweet corn through the cardboard. 
it has needed a lot of watering to really soak down through the cardboard and this is going to have to continue every day throughout this week so it got the sweet corn into the bed at least and hopefully that is going to get them well established we've still got half of this bed left over for more sweet corn which luckily we have got more to follow over the next few weeks and we are going to be making another sowing of sweet corn which should hopefully fill up the second bed as well which should give us plenty of sweet corn i'm probably also going to have a few tomato plants left over that are going to go in various places as well now talking of tomato plants in granddad's greenhouse i walked in there and i was hitted with the smell of tomatoes and that took me straight back to my granddad's and when the greenhouse was in his garden and he was growing it it was a smell from my childhood and it just felt so good smelling that tomato smell I've actually brought down a couple of hanging baskets in which I've planted tomatoes to go in this greenhouse as well. Again, I'm just trying to grow as many of these tomatoes and what have you down here too. The second greenhouse, I'm still trying to get hold of enough glass to complete that. It's becoming a bit of a problem, but that is going to be the cucumber greenhouse this year in which I'm going to be planting out lots of cucumbers in grow bags just so I can get this greenhouse established this year and up and running. So that really brings up to everything that's been going on down on the allotment. Harvesting wise with a few potatoes, rhubarb, asparagus, broad beans. So we're getting very productive. I've been looking at my garlic as well. And I've got a variety called Very Early White. And I'm looking at it. The garlic actually looks like it's going to be really decent sizes. But I know the Very Early White i got from garlic farm they said on their website that it could be harvested around the end of may but i'm looking at it and what we're really looking for is for when the lower leaves start to die back i contacted by email the garlic farm over on the isle of white to ask them if they thought it was going to be ready just yet and they said hold off for another week or two looking at the picture i sent very soon we're going to be having garlic as well and i cannot wait because that that garlic just looks fantastic now something else that I am starting to prepare the allotment for is our winter vegetables and this is something that might seem a little bit crazy to think about now but there's a lot that we need to start getting sown and that's what I'm going to be talking about in just a moment. Here we are at the end of spring it's a beautiful blazing hot day the thought of winter is probably at the back of most of our minds. It's not something we really want to think about. But over the years, something I have learned when it comes to growing our own food is that when it comes to winter vegetables, we really do need to think ahead. And by that, I mean that this is a time of year where many winter vegetables need to be sown. Now, we're not talking about Brussels sprouts or leeks. They had to be done earlier on in the year, and they are already growing for me personally, and they are established quite well, seem to be growing well, so I'm happy with those. But we're thinking more cabbages, cauliflower, broccoli, swede, maybe even turnips as well, and then carrots too. Now these are the type of seeds that over the next few weeks I feel we need to start sowing in order to get our winter vegetable stocks up and ready. Now I've just actually sown today some cabbage, a variety called Savoy Vertis, which is a winter cabbage. Being a Savoy one, it's going to be a nice tight head and it should do pretty well, I feel. 
I've actually sown these in my little plug plant starter kits of multi-purpose compost, just a few seeds per pot, and we'll let them hopefully germinate, we'll let them grow on and hopefully go on and produce plants. When they are growing, what we're going to have to do is obviously pot them up and get them growing bigger and bigger until I feel they are big enough to survive going into the ground. Now where I'm going to be planting these, some of these might actually stay at home. We do have quite a bit of room in our brassica bed still. And added to that, our spring cabbages are currently forming heads. So they're soon going to be eaten and they will then come out. So we are going to get a bit more space here at home. But down on the allotment where every little bit of space does matter, what I plan on doing is actually planting these out where our fast early potatoes are currently growing. Our fast early potatoes are soon going to be started to harvest and as we, we harvest out the potatoes it leaves behind some empty bed space. I want to use that to grow my winter stocks. That's the plan on looking forward and as the second early potatoes that gives us more room to also continue planting out our winter vegetables too. There is a huge list of things that we can grow for the winter, particularly cabbage, cauliflowers I've already mentioned. Kale is a good old firm favourite. I do like some nice kale and it's a good one to grow, especially if you do want lots of green leaves throughout the winter months. Leeks and Brussels sprouts, of course. Swede, I've already mentioned. Turnips are one as well. And then there's carrots. Now, carrots are pretty difficult for me to get growing either here or on, on the allotment. It's due to the hard clay soil. It just don't seem to germinate. So what I have found has been a success for me with carrots is growing them in the veggie pod. So for winter ones, we need to sow those over the next few weeks as well. They do come out of the ground before the ground is frozen, of course, being carrots, but we can put them into storage. Or if your ground doesn't get very frozen like mine, they can stay in the ground. Now, most of these winter vegetable plants are going to be our brassicas. Now, that's quite important because I believe that it's possible to eat a brassica plant or something from the brassica family every day if you know how to grow them and they are pretty easy to grow they're probably the hardest group of vegetables to grow than anything but that's due to the soil conditions so what i mean by that is that they do prefer the slightly more alkaline soils so we add lime to the soil before planting so what I'll be doing in my particular case here, the current brassica bed we've already limed and that's why our plants are doing pretty well. So I haven't got to worry about that. The same on the allotment, the three brassica beds down there have all been limed so we haven't got to worry about those. But as the potatoes come out we're going to have to add lime to that soil to ensure that the soil conditions is right. And of course we're going to be removing any weeds, we're going to add some compost and we're going to add some feed as well. Blood, fish and bone or bone meal are good feeds to add to these beds. And chicken manure pellets also go a long way as well. I find particularly chicken manure pellets, because these brassicas are a leafy green, chicken manure pellets just gives them that good nitrogen top up that does them the world of good. Now I will say these are going to be in their beds for quite a long time. We're looking at six to nine months before these are going to be harvested. So you have got to really make the commitment when it comes to these, but it is worth it. As I said, we end up having winter vegetables and food that we can eat throughout the winter. 
Particularly, the reason that I've sewn these cabbages today is that I want these for our Christmas dinner as well. And I think by sewing these now, they should just be ready, just in time for our Christmas dinner. We will be sowing more cabbages. We're also going to be sowing more cauliflowers too. And kale is a big one that I'm trying to grow this year too. So going to be plenty of those coming up over the following weeks. But one of the plants that I have mentioned that I really want to be able to grow this year is Swede. I love Swede. It's just a very difficult one for me to be able to actually get growing and produce anything. So I am really making a concentrated effort on growing Swede this year. And hopefully we are going to get successful with that. I'm going to treat them much in the same way as many of our other brassicas. Because they are from the brassica family of course. So hopefully... This concentrated effort is going to mean that we're going to get Swede for our winter vegetables. Now I hope that has given you a bit of inspiration to start thinking about your winter vegetables as well. I do think it is important to start thinking ahead and growing these items too. But if you've got any winter vegetables that I haven't mentioned that you grow yourself, then please do get in touch and let me know. Right, let's find out what's been happening in the home plot this week. Well, it's Monday the 29th of May 2023 today and I'm just sat down in my home plot after a very productive weekend, it's got to be said. Now, you may be wondering if you're not aware that Monday here in the UK is a bank holiday, so I've been lucky enough to get an extra day in which to garden. Before I get into the home plot, I mentioned that I planted plants out down on the allotment. So I have been down there both yesterday and today and given them all a good watering to make sure they are establishing. They seem to be doing pretty good, it has to be said, but uh, I'm definitely hoping to keep up with that and that it's going to be successful. What has been going on here in the home plot? I basically, this weekend, I knew I was going to be having some really big planting sessions, getting our, our beds full up with lots of plants. So all week I have been busy preparing for that. What I've been doing is obviously just making sure the beds are well watered. Even if they haven't got anything in it, I believe that we want to add water to the, the ground to lock that moisture in and get that moisture down lower. And obviously I have been weeding as well, which hopefully makes it a little bit better for our plants that I've planted out this weekend to survive. Now, what have I planted out? Let's get into that. That's probably a good time. So, in the bean bed, I've actually planted out some runner beans. And I said last week about two rows of peas that have gone in as well. They are not showing any signs of life just yet. But there's only a, a small gap between the runner beans and the peas, in which I will be getting some French beans in over this next week. One thing I haven't done here is I haven't put up the frame for the beans to climb up. Reason being is that I'm going to be doing it out of bamboo here at home just because I haven't got any of the hazel sticks that I have down on the allotment. The trouble is the bamboo canes are all down on the allotment and I keep forgetting to bring them home. So I, both times I've been down there I forgot to bring them down up with me. So um a little bit annoyed at myself about that but it doesn't matter the runner beans themselves I've noticed since I've planted them out 
the leaves have turned a little bit yellow like they're sulking, which isn't unusual for runner beans. They do tend to have a little bit of a sulk. I did make sure I watered them in well, so I'm sure there's plenty of water in the ground for them. I think they're just being a little bit fussy and a little bit temperamental. Worst case, I might have to add some Epsom salts just to brighten them up, but I, I'm going to give it a little bit of time just to see what happens. Further down in this garden, we've then got what I'm calling the squash beds. Now, this is the bed where all my squash plants are growing. And into that, I've planted a couple of courgette plants, several cucumber plants there's five cucumber plants to be exact all different varieties the cucumber plants I've actually did have some small bamboo canes that I've put in for those to climb them up and hopefully tied them in in order to prevent any stem rot which as you know is a big problem with squash plants we will be adding a pumpkin and a possibly even another summer squash out in this bed as well but at the moment that bed is pretty full. I'm hoping that as all these plants grow, the cucumbers are going to grow up and the courgettes and the pumpkins and the other squashes are going to run around the bed and create some shade and block out any weeds. That's the plan. Hopefully it's going to work out that way. And in fo the final bed is the tomato bed. I planted a load of tomatoes out last week, but they didn't quite survive. It's um, been a bit dry this week to say the least so uh, they did die back and I've planted out a few more so hopefully I've just got to remember to water them on a daily basis here and they should do okay. Added to that in the straw bale garden in the final straw bale I've planted out peppers and chilies which has really made that, that bed into use the straw bale garden bed Peas and carrots still haven't germinated on those. Again, these are being a bit problematic this year for me, peas and carrots. So hopefully that's going to sort itself out. But um, I'm not holding out much hope. I think I'm going to have to plant some more at some point. Now, added to that, in buckets, I've also planted out a few more tomatoes just running alongside. The trouble I have at the moment, and I don't know if anybody else is finding this, the price of compost is so high at the moment. And... <laughs> A lot of debate over the quality as well, to be honest, with what I've seen online. But filling up pots of compost does work out quite expensive. And I am I would wish to make enough of my homemade compost to do this in the future. I've worked out I need about a thousand litres a year just for pots and potting on. So it's quite a bit that I have to get hold of. I, th I think I said last year or the year before, I brought in bulk in advance and I wish I'd done that this year but I didn't so my fault but what I'm hoping to do is just produce a lot of my own homemade compost a lot more than what I've produced in the past I mean I try and compost everything I'm going to up that again and again in order to try and produce more and more fingers crossed it'll work but uh, it's not easy not easy at all and finally, uh, the other thing that I've been planting out is actually in the balcony garden. In there, I have uh, hanging baskets. So I have been planting out those hanging baskets with red cherry tomatoes. These are hopefully going to be the, the tumbling varieties of tomatoes. They're going to lean over the edge of the hanging baskets and trickle down and produce tomatoes that are easy to pick and full of great goodness. I've also added some chilies and peppers to these areas as well in pots and in the pockets against the wall. 
Again, fingers crossed that these are going to be working well. I do want to add that the hanging baskets, I've actually lined these with the woolen Haughty Wool hanging basket liners that I got last year from a company called Haughty Wool. They, I've got to admit, it seems like a great idea. These are using wool as in like sheets. You pull into your hanging basket, cut to size, fill with compost and off you go. I'm really quite impressed with it. One, because it helps support many of our sheep farmers, which, as we know, are struggling with wool because there's no value in wool, effectively. But two, it's such a good natural material that is UK-based, and I think we should be using it a bit more. I know some vegans aren't going to like that quite rightly with their, their thoughts on it, and I completely understand that. But I do think that sheep are here... The wool needs to be cut, so we might as well use it in as many ways as possible. That's my thoughts. That's my thoughts on it, and I'm happy for anybody else to share their own thoughts, and I completely respect that. Now, one thing that has been happening this week is our spinach. We've done really well with spinach this year. It's been growing since February, and been potting on in our veggie pod and outside, but it's starting now to bolt we're starting to get a flower spike on it so what i'm having to do at the moment is harvest as much spinach as i possibly can pull it into the freezer by first blanching it and then squeezing all the liquid out and potting it into the freezer so that we have plenty in reserve it's a little bit annoying but it's not unusual as i said with this heat this hot weather that suddenly came round we expected spinach to bolt it is a cool weather a cool loving plant so we will do a second sowing of spinach at some point as well to try and make the most of it. I've got to say, added to that, our celery. I'm really impressed with our celery this year. That does seem to be doing really, really well too. I've not grown celery before with much success. So this year, it seems to be very successful. What I've learned with celery is it does need a lot of water. So yeah, to bear that in mind. Now, when I say I've just been planting out, there's a lot of plants that have gone in the ground. And of course, when you plant out plants, it's not just a case of sticking them in the ground. They need immediate care, watering in and making sure they don't go dry. This weekend, the weather has just been so warm. It's very windy today, it's got to be said. And that just dries the soil pretty quickly. You do find if you dig down, the soil will be moist, but you need the moisture on that top level for young plants. And what I believe is that for this next week, we have to water these plants on a daily basis to get them established. And then after that, we can start reducing so that the plant puts its roots lower down to find as much moisture as it possibly can. It's exciting. It's very exciting to say the least. It's like we're really at the cusp of this growing season and it's just about to kick off. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Best thing is, it's not long until we start making a lot of harvests as well. Spring cabbage is definitely one. Garlic, potatoes, so on and so on. I've already spoke about this down on the allotment. I'm just so excited that I can't help it. Right, well, let's find out what's been cooking this week. Well, that's a wrap for today's episode of the Veg Grower Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed our exploration of sowing for winter vegetables, our allotment updates and the wonders of our garden. But before we go, it's time for our recipe of the week. This week, we have a delectable recipe that showcases the versatility of spinach. It's spinach and chickpea curry. It's hearty, flavourful dish that combines a vibrant green goodness of spinach with protein-packed goodness of chickpeas. Here's what you will need. 
two cups of fresh spinach leaves, one can of chickpeas drained and rinsed, one onion finely chopped, two cloves of garlic chopped, one teaspoon of grated ginger, one teaspoon of ground cumin, one teaspoon of ground coriander, half a teaspoon of turmeric, half a teaspoon of chilli powder, one cup of coconut milk and a tablespoon of cooking oil plus salt to taste and a bit of fresh coriander to garnish. Now in a large pan, heat the cooking oil over a medium heat and add the chopped onions and cook until translucent. Then add the minced garlic and grated ginger and saute for another minute until nice and fragrant. Next, add the ground cumin, ground coriander, turmeric powder and chilli powder to the pan. Stir well to combine all these spices with the onion and garlic and ginger. It becomes really fragrant and tasty. Now we add in the fresh spinach leaves and chickpeas to the pan. Stir everything together until the spinach wilts down and combines with the other ingredients. Then we pour in the coconut milk and season with a little bit of salt. Stir well and let the curry simmer for about 10 minutes until all the flavours meld together. Once the curry is thickened and the spinach is cooked to our desired consistency, it's ready to be served. Add a few coriander leaves for an extra burst of freshness as well and there you have it spinach and chickpea curry absolutely delicious full of flavor and so easy to cook recommend it with some good rice out or warm numb bread as well just to finish it off now the full recipe is on our website in the show notes so please do go check it out and let us know how it turns out for you Once again, thank you for joining us on this episode of the Veg Grower Podcast. Please do leave us a review on your podcast provider. It goes a long way to helping us get found and build an audience. And if you have enjoyed this podcast and want to support the work we do, then please consider becoming a supporting member. To be a supporting member, you head to the veggrowerpodcast.co.uk and sign up on there. Members get extra behind-the-scenes podcasts as well as a collection of seeds sent to their door each month that can be sown that very month. It's a great deal if you ask me. It's something that I really am proud of. Now, of course, please do feel free to get in touch. You can send me an email, richard at theveggrowerpodcast.co.uk or you can leave us a voicemail by heading to the website at theveggrowerpodcast.co.uk and hit leave a voicemail. Now, we are coming up to our 10-year anniversary in just a few weeks' time, so I'd love some voicemails just sharing how the podcast has helped you and what it's inspired you to do. That would be really appreciated to get that out for our 10-year anniversary show. Now, finally, don't forget to follow us on social media just for more garden inspiration. Just search for the Veg Grower Podcast. Well, that is it. Until next time, please do keep growing, keep experimenting, and most importantly than all, have fun. We will be back again next time. So until then, please take care.